Hey guys and ladies and everyone else that's listening to the Modern Christian Dudes podcast, welcome in. We are back. It's been a couple weeks we've had off here, but we're just busy ministers of the gospel of oh, Jesus yeah. Christ, just trying to do the best that we can. But we are grateful that you joined us. We're dudes talking new sports and God. I have myself one Jeremiah Johnson. That's me with Funko Pro Greg Walden over there. Hey, hey we got some uh, interesting information yeah. about him later on in the yeah, show. Yeah, oh, we have Big Ben, <laughs> aka King Ranch, ask you in the house. So yes, I'm here. Let's kick it off with our 60-second epic rant. Here we go. Funko Pro, Greg Walden. All right. This is a continuation from my last rant. You know, the last rant was about YouTube and all the ads. Well, this one is about people begging you to subscribe to their channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's like, guys. You should like, share, yeah. and subscribe to the Modern Christian Dudes as well. Okay, yeah. go. All right. no. <laughs> so, like, no, it was like this one video I was watching today. This guy was right before I came here. Guy, every two minutes, he popped this big old subscribe thing. It's like, quit begging me to subscribe to your channel. <laughs> yeah. If yeah. your content's good, I'll subscribe. If it's not, then I'm going to hit next. It is extremely... Like every, every, the beginning of, of all YouTube videos now have this five to 10 minute intro talking about whatever. And they're like, hit the, make sure you smash the like button, hit subscribe. And it is, it's like, I just want to get to content. I just want to know how to find this one thing on my computer to fix. So, you know, I've done a couple of videos where I just go straight into the information because that's all people want. Right. Yeah. I skip over all that. I don't blame them, but I do. Um, yeah, I don't blame them because they're trying, right? They're trying to get subscribed, trying yeah. to get the subs, all that kind of good stuff. But yeah, it can be a little bit annoying and redundant. So I don't mind like if they throw it out there one time. But like you said, when it's getting like a little bit too much. Yeah, go they overdo it. It's like, dude, if your stuff is good, I will subscribe. Yeah. Don't, you know. And I do like, I do like, you can see now in the YouTube videos, a lot of people, they put the chronological line or whatever. Yeah. You know, like, oh, yeah, yeah. You minute can skip, five you can is, skip you can see them. what's what yeah. and just yeah. get in there and that kind of thing. So, yeah, that's nice. But anyway, but at the same time, well, it's not so much subscribing, but my wife is always like, just get to the content. I hate yeah. to hear what you did in your day, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. I kind of fall, I'm on the side of like, you fall in love with those personalities. You do want to hear some of that and connect with them, you know, as a person, some of those yeah. uh, YouTube channels. And I'll tell you what, Joe Rogan, uh, some of these guys that are the biggest podcaster, video podcasters in the world, they have like five to 10 minutes of ads. So clearly yeah. that's not keeping people from. Oh, literally. There's this one guy that I've literally, I know. Okay. I know I'd go to, I know to fast forward to two. Cause he's going to be, he's going to say, please subscribe pimping his pimping his sponsor or whatever it is. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I also want to hear the main course. I, I don't want to yeah. hear all that junk. Yeah. And uh, listen, we don't have, uh, currently any sponsors on this particular podcast, but if we do, you know, we'd have hey, to give them shout yeah, out. I, I always wonder is like, did, did, do these really work on people? Do the, those ads, but I have to be honest with you. I have on occasion gone and checked out me undies cause they say they're really comfortable. <laughs> that, that seems to be like the podcast, <laughs> the podcast favorite sponsor is me undies. Maybe we need to go and, and get a sponsor. Uh, it is interesting with those because you get like promo code in yeah. CD. It'd be like promo code in CD. Just try that. Guys listening, just try that on some product just for fun. See if we have one and we yeah. don't even know about it. <laughs> yeah. In the promo code MCD and then call the company and complain like, yeah. wait, is, isn't there a modern Christian dudes discount? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> try that. I don't think it exists, but All they, right. they say they're company. <laughs> 60 oh. second rant. Big Ben. Okay, so my 66 second rant is the one of the banes of my existence as a parent. Okay. Balloons. 
Yeah. Balloons. I after every event that has balloons, <laughs> my children come home with five or six of them, <laughs> and it irritates me because they just they end up on the floor. They're just sitting there, and they're like you kick them around. They're, they're just <laughs> annoying, and they're just yeah. sitting there, sad, slowly decaying, and they're like. My kids draw faces on them, so they're like their best friend and stuff. Well, the other night we had an event celebrating our 100-year anniversary here at Grace Point, and there was balloons. There was a lot of balloons. And so my children got a whole bunch of like 20 of those balloons, Mm -hmm. a whole little holder (laughs) thing. And I, I, I laid my foot down. I said, no, absolutely not. I will not have 20 balloons <laughs> roaming around my house. It's not going to happen. And uh, of course, I, I did give in and let them each take one balloon home. Okay. So mm-hmm. in the process of, of going out, my youngest four-year-old Emma was carrying her balloon and accidentally let it go. Well, I, <clears throat> being the great dad that I am, ran and saved it. And I guess I looked absolutely ridiculous because it kept going around in a circle. So I was like <laughs> chasing in a circle. And I got hit by a cart. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then, uh, then we got home and uh, she let it go again. And I had to chase it again. Well, uh, my son, John, the next night, for whatever reason, so it was our event was Saturday, and then we came back Sunday, and for whatever reason, my kids were able to take balloons home again. Mm-hmm. And my son John walks out the the door here, and I was telling him, "Just get in the truck, stop messing around, just get in the truck." <laughs> and he he's like messing around, and he jumped off of the stairs, just being John. That's what he does, and he accidentally let his balloon glo- balloon go, <laughs> and I got to yep. use that as a teaching moment. Like, hey, if you would have just done what I told you to do yeah. and not been goofing off, then, you know, you wouldn't have lost your balloon. But then he got another one the next day. Kids, so. I tell you. I don't, yeah. I don't even like kids, really. I, you know? I mean, <laughs> I, yeah. A necessary evil in the well, world. You I know tell what? You. Currently, I'm, currently, I'm trying to become a children's book author and illustrator. So I have kids to say, I like cats. kids. I hate kids. No, I'm just kidding. I don't well, just saying that during, cats, during you know, obviously, I mean, I, I, if you all know, I teach Sunday school. So after Sunday school, we had to, you know, give him about 10 minutes to go to, to the gym, kind of run off the candy and, and energy and stuff. And they started fussing over the balloons. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all a, of them. Just like, yeah, oh. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thorn in my side. Are we relating with you guys as you listen to this? So, all right. My 60 second rant is stop hating revival. What is wrong with you people? Hating so as revival? we hating revival. So as we have the Asbury revival in Kentucky, there where God is moving on the Asbury campus and you know, students are getting touched and yeah. thousands. Of, you guys haven't seen this. I've seen like videos of people like this is seen- not of God. This is not right. This is not real revival. That's real revival is the, it sounds like, like jealousy. Yeah, it, it's really super annoying. So, it's just like, I hate people that, no, that's, that's bad. Okay. It's annoying when people are hating on other moves of God, yeah. etc. And like, I fall into the Pentecostal, like charismatic category as an mm. individual. And because it wasn't like from those, that people group, there's some of those people group that are like, I yeah. don't know. It's not that amazing of a revival. Like yeah. just because it's a Methodist based hey, college. Okay. Not. <laughs> Listen, stop pe- it. People are coming. Stop it. People are okay. coming to repentance. Yeah. It's right? great. Yeah. People are coming to repentance as I don't care if it starts in a Methodist church. I don't care if it starts in the Baptist church. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It, people bring being brought to repentance and God yep. moving is exciting. And, and if you, if you really look, it's not just Asbury, 
Right. There's moves of God happening yep. in several places in this country. Yeah, and around the world too. Yeah, around the world. In fact, I saw one video like I can't somewhere in, I can't remember where in the country and the world it was, but there's just people just running like it was like a stampede. Yeah, going have to get seen, saved. Have you seen the video of them singing uh, Yeshua at the the wall in Israel? Oh, I have not. There's a there, there's a video of a massive crowd at the is it the Eastern Wall? The, 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 the one they wall? pray to the, the weeping yeah, wall. That, that would be the, the no. I think this is that the Western Wall. Western Wall. Western wall. Yeah, You're right. Wall, West, yeah. I'm sorry. But uh, they're they're singing Yeshua like this whole crowd at that wall, and it's like it kind of gives you chills a little bit, mm-hmm. you know especially I mean? knowing that a lot of you know most Jews don't believe the Messiah came right. yet. So right. they're, when they're saying Yeshua, they're saying Jesus. Yep. A lot of them don't. You know, a lot of them don't believe Jesus was a Messiah. Yeah. They're still waiting for him to come. And then mm-hmm. and then uh, you have the Middle East that they're they are having visions and dreams of a man in white. Like this, it's I've heard it several times. We heard it from a missionary last week. It's like God is moving. Yeah. Well, I believe because the Bible was the Bible say in the in the end latter days, the God was pour spirit out in all flesh. Yep. So it's hey, we're seeing it happen. Yep. I think it's great. Stop being a hater. Yeah, me too. Um, just bless people. Just bless. You know, I last night I went to uh, a Nazarene church, Carthage Nazarene church. They had a revival service. I wanted to go there, not because just my friend, a good friend of mine is a pastor, but I'm like, like, Hey, people are seeking God. I want to be a part of that. I need refreshing. I need, I don't know how I feel presence about of God that. in my life. It was great. They love me there. I don't know. The how na- I, feel about I mean, no, I, just <laughs> I should join the Nazarene movement, at least in this area. They love me. No, there, so. You know what? I, that's I why I go there should. too. They love I think me. You should go to the revival. <laughs> you know, God can move and break out anywhere, you know, seeking him. I know, I think I've talked about it before. I know the, the Catholic, uh, uh, group from where I'm from, they had a bunch of priests go up in an upper room and God f- fell on them and, and, uh, they had quite a revival themselves. And that, that was the Catholic group. Well, I think, Shout out to it goes, I think it goes down to, the, you know, we're also, we're all supposed to be part of the same body of Christ. And, you know, like, you know, I said, well, I'm a, I'm a Pentecostal, I'm a Methodist. It's like, well, I thought, aren't you supposed to be a Christian? I mean, that's, that's your identity is Christ, not, not your, not, yeah. not the denomination. Yep. Absolutely. So anyway, there you go. I, I just, you know, I want I want all of us, you know, that's the kingdom of God. I hate words like, you know, denomination, fellowship, your tribe, my tribe. I think all that stuff is going to be laid down in the end someday. And let's just pursue God together. Obviously, you know, there's cults and there's people who are, we're clearly different than yeah. are not in the realm of Christianity. But anyway, that's, that's a rant there. Let's move on. I want to spend a moment on Ant-Man and Wasp. Now that we're getting in the new sports and God, Ant-Man and Wasp. I did have a chance to go see it yeah. uh, in good old Branson, Missouri with my daughter. Uh, I wanted to go see a movie. She was kind of balking at it for a minute. And I was like, Zoe, her name is Zoe. I was like, listen, you're not your mom. We're going to a movie. Okay. We're not like, this is my moment to go see the movie. And because my wife never wanted to go see it. So Ant-Man and Wasp, uh, quantum mania has been out now for a couple weeks and interesting movie here. You know, the overall theme of Marvel is it's getting complicated. Yeah. It's getting complex. And if you're just a, uh, outside looking in, if you're not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, meaning you haven't watched the movies and you're not watching at least some of the Disney Plus stuff, you are going to kind of get lost in the fold. That's where we're heading. Right. So, thus, I mean, it's the I, multiverse. It's I, getting crazy. I am a huge Marvel fan, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm worn out. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. There's so much to keep track of, and it's all right. So Thor, I was mightily 
disappointed oh, with was, Thor. I was more than mightily <laughs> disappointed with I Thor. I was super... I never liked it anyway. I was never a Doctor Strange fan, but the Doctor Strange movie was yeah, like... that was bad. Bad. I like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I did like okay. Quantumania overall. I mean, it's way better than those movies. It's kind of... It's the setting up the next yeah. phase of the MCU. I, so, like, I liked Wakanda Forever. I thought that was Wakanda Forever was good. So I'll kind of break down through characters. Let me do it this way. Paul Rudd... I do think Paul Rudd is a great Ant-Man. So I mm. discovered out this movie, like I am myself, I am a hybrid, like I am half Captain America, half Ant-Man. That's I don't who like, I believe I am. I don't as like a Captain America. So Captain America is like he's bold, like he just, you know, jump off a roof without thinking about it. Yeah. I think I'm I have an element of that to me, but then I feel like sometimes I'm like the dorky Ant-Man guy too. So yeah. I I believe I'm what would you say you are superhero me? wise? I'm, oh, I'm I'm a cross between I'm Star Lord. Captain America, hundred percent. I am Chris Pratt <laughs> as Star Lord. I like I like uh, Iron Man I've and, had, and Loki. Yeah, I've had this conversation. Well, no, who would you be? Oh, would, if I, yeah, if I was who you like, who would you be? Oh, who do you think you know? Your personality, with honest assessment. And, okay, honest assessment. Well, I I would think it'd be Iron Man because all the techie stuff, all the techie yeah gadgets and the things that he has. Hmm. Who what would, were you who would Greg Weldon be? I'm trying to think about I'm, it. In terms I'm trying of to the think MCU. about it too. <laughs> but I, I'm definitely Chris Pratt as Star Lord. Like my like my jokes and how I am, <clears throat> never taking anything too serious. Yet to <clears throat> yet to enter the MCU in its newest capacity, yeah. I kind of view him as uh, yeah. What's his name from uh, Fantastic Four? Reed Richards. Oh, maybe uh, Reed Richards. Who's that? I never heard. Stretch, Mister yeah, Stretch. Yeah. Stretchy man. I know my belly is stretched over the last. Yeah, I'm, years, not, I'm not sure. I'm gonna have we'll to think on that. <clears throat> okay, I agree with you on that one. Is my assessment okay? You think Star Lord? That's the yeah. one from Cal Partial. He's the Captain America. Galaxy. Partial. Yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd. Ant Man. Yeah, I could see it. See the ant. The real Ant Man is like super smart though, like in the comics, right? Yeah. Isn't he? He's not like dorky, yeah. kind of quirky. Yeah. Anyway. But the Ant Man in the movie is pretty smart too. He just is a yeah. dork. But yeah. uh, Star Lord, he's from Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, yeah he's he's the main. He's okay. the main, the main yeah, they come out with hero. new. Uh, I guess they're coming out with a new one this year too. They are, and it's Batista's last film yeah. as Drax. So. so what I'm getting at, I give the movie probably like seven and a half out of ten. I did like it overall. Paul Rudd, I think he is a good. I think a lot of those characters are pretty well suited for what they are. Yeah. And you know, I can't imagine and anyone Kate, else being Kate from it. Lost. Yeah. So Evangeline, Lily. So, the, okay, here, shout out to the ladies you're listening. I'm like, okay, I know this is going to sound kind of Metro-ish. Uh, you know, what is that old term, metrosexual, like guys that like fashion yeah. and stuff like that. I don't, I'm not digging the short hair that she was rocking there. I miss I the long hair. I haven't seen it. She got this, she has this short haircut in it and just like, I don't, changes her face and everything. And yeah. like, I wasn't into it. They even had a character mention that in the film. Like, hey, the last time I saw you, your hair is different from last right. time or whatever. She like grabs her short hair and everything. So Evangeline Lilly, I do like her. She is probably my first or second favorite act, favorite actress i don't like the short hair let's yeah. grow it back let's my, get that my back. favorite is actually the the girl that plays scarlett uh johansson's sister uh the the oh she was in the, the new black widow the black widow yeah yeah that I, know girl, I think about she's her. hilarious she was so in the in the arrow uh TV show, the Christmas yep. TV show that, like yeah. that she shined in that TV show. But I don't think I'm, I think, you know, okay, this, I'm trying to say the right back. I don't think I'm a short hair guy in women anyway. Like your wife, you know, like mm. when she had the short hair, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. I, I'm, Throw that I hair was back. not a fan. Yeah. 
She knows Becca. it too. I made I, no. She knows. I let her know. I was like, "Listen, I like your hair long." My wife had short hair. Well, my wife definitely. Everybody did it though. Yes, everybody did. She that. had short hair and short bangs, yeah. and I was like, "Whoa!" This they is... all did the pixie cut, and I'm just not a fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? No. Yeah. Some. I mean, there are a few, a few that can pull it off. Yeah. But, you well, know. the problem is they got into that Karen haircut. I'm sorry. That was bad. <laughs> now we're gonna lose all the women. Yeah. But that that Bob, that Bob yeah. Karen haircut that. Or you know. there was the haircut where the women were like, it was like kind of short and spiky, messy kind of thing. Yeah, and that was that's kind what I'm of talking, a, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about. Jamie it, Lee Curtis the, type haircut. They, they dubbed Yeah, there you go. Yeah. They, they mm-hmm. dubbed that the, uh, the, I want to speak to your manager haircut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think it's, there's a certain, there's a certain personality that, that gravitates towards that haircut. I think that's why it's so. Yeah. yeah. And I don't want to get too far into it. <laughs> We're digressing. <laughs> How did we uh, get here? Michael Douglas as Hank Pym. He did a tremendous job. He mm-hmm. has a, a big role in the end. Michelle Pfeiffer is Janet Van Dyne. Mega um, plastic surgery going on in her face. Um, yeah. So we're getting into the. <laughs> so anyway, uh, she has this relationship with Kang. So mm-hmm. which leads into Jonathan Majors. Kang is now officially introduced introduced to the yeah. MCU. He's the new bad. So what's interesting about him is he is really a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And Kang is there's thousands of Kangs, right? Yeah. All, there's the counts. There's I thousands think, oh, of Kangs in all kinds of universes. Wasn't so. Kang introduced? Well, didn't we see a version of King and Loki? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. At the end of Loki. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. was uh, the timekeeper. Uh, he who or remains. Or he yeah. who yeah. remains. Okay. So anyway, I, I, so I think he's great. I think mm. Kang is great, but he doesn't have the overall like scary powerfulness Intim- intimidating. of Thanos. Yeah. Right. Like Thanos is like, yeah. he's going to destroy everyone. Well, this I think guy's crazy. It, it might be a point where we just haven't seen how bad Kang really is. You know, I think that too, which is funny. So if you see the end credit scenes, I think there's so much going to unfold out of that. I think people yeah. were disappointed with the ending, but when you go back and watch it again, you're like, yeah. Oh, another, okay. I see another character that's supposed to be in the, the Marvel universe a lot more now is Namor too. So yeah. Na- Namor from black, black Panther or, or Wakanda forever. Okay. And I thought he was a great character because yeah. when they were doing the, his, his, he was the bad guy. He was very likable. He was like, it's like, it's like, I understood his mindset and it's like, he's, he is a very likable, like bad guy. Yeah. So, so um, what's, what's so interesting is when I listened to a lot of the, some of the YouTube videos that I watched in the comics, one of the most pivotal characters they have yet to introduce, which is like one of the most powerful bad guys in the MCU comic book wise is Dr. Doom. But it feels like yeah. they're not going to make him that big of a character, but in the comics, you well, you don't know where they're going yet. Either. Really pivotal. But. Yeah. I mean, there's. Yeah, they have they've had this stuff planned out for a long time. Yeah, but I, I'll be honest with you, they're losing me. They yeah, are. They, it's, they are it's losing just gonna me. slip. It's not gonna be. Trust me, when they get yeah. to the equivalent of whatever Avengers Endgame was, it's not gonna yeah. be that big. So, last character I'll talk about, which I am not a Bill Murray fan, mm-hmm. really at all. Oh, Ghostbusters, I, Bill I Murray. Love, I love Bill Murray. See, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not a Bill Murray guy. Yeah. But his part, he had like five to ten minutes of the movie. Hilarious. He yeah. did. Tremendous job. There we go. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Go check it out. Not a ton of woke culture, not a ton of stuff where I was like, oh, geez, I got to yeah. see this again, like blah, blah, blah. So there we go. Let's bounce it over to your stories, guys. All right. Oh, okay. Well, got one interesting one from another one from China. They always make something interesting. Is, over. It, a China. Is it about a balloon? Nope. There's no, no, not a balloon this time. But this, oh, 
Anyways, so this Your is a Funko Pop has yeah. now arrived. <laughs> yeah, <Hello. laughs> no, but anyway, so you know, you, you know, for you married people out there, sometimes you get sent on a job or military. Quiet phone. Your anyways, Funko Pop is now arrived. Yeah, go away, phone. And so anyway, so, so China has your heated grips have now arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this thing's going nuts. There is a button you can you your turn, new turn, turn put on mute. Your new e bike has arrived. Your new e bike has now arrived. <laughs> What else has arrived? Your new Starlink has now arrived. Yeah. Your new supply of sweet tea has (laughs) arrived. (laughs) We love you. All right. So, so China's China's uh, has developed a device to help, you know, lonely couples who are spread apart from each other. Oh no. A remote kissing Uh device is remote kissing device. Oh, it's like a set of silicone. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that. It's like a bunch of silicone lips. Like your partner can, like smooches silicone lips and you on the smooch the silicone lips on the other side and you can actually kiss each other. Oh like my god! Virtually kiss That's each other. Very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Only from China. So uh, we we mentioned that we had something <laughs> oh, something <laughs> about what uh, okay. about there might have different story guys. <laughs> so I'm a, I'm an observer of people and I like to watch people and just their little quirks and we love Greg Wald and he's our resident. Uh, a guy that, that has quirks. Yeah. And, uh, I asked these guys a question earlier about how you drink from a bottle. Okay. Yeah. So me, I drink from a bottle. I put my bottom lip underneath of the lid of the cap, right. Yep. And Got drink it. it and drink it that way. Yes. And then my upper lip is in yes. the bottle. Yep. Right. Yep. To take a drink. And yes. would you agree? That's, uh, yep, that's how Pastor I drink. Jeremiah, that's how you drink. Yes. Well, I watched Greg Walden <laughs> drink his sweet tea, and he puts both his lips in the bottle when he drinks. That is weird. Well, I never so, noticed that. It, it brings up, I don't know why you shared that. I'm now not going to look at him the same I, anymore. <laughs> I, it brings up the question. I think it's an interesting question for the MCD universe. How do you drink from a bottle? Do you do you put your both lips in the drink like a kiss, <laughs> hey, or do you do you put it underneath? Well, I've learned that the pure leaf is a better kisser than than gold leaf is. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, some of my kids when they're young, I don't. I'm trying to think. I don't think they do this anymore. But yeah. they would put both, both over, over. Yeah, under and then massive over. like backwash. Yeah. Backwash. Yes, backwash. That's gross. You have to you have to break the the flow back into the the yeah. <laughs> So who knew that that was, I find it interesting. I mean, let's be honest, Greg Walden's way of drinking from a a bottle would produce less backwash than the normal. Yep. And then here's my next question. Do, do you leave the last bit of the drink in your bottle? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you do. Yeah. See, this is a conversation my wife and I have because I cannot finish a bottle. And, and it, it comes from a, a ministry illustration that I saw at a church camp when I was a teenager. So this, this pastor took a bottle of Pepsi and said, who wants to take the first drink? And the first person took a drink. It's like, okay, this is pre COVID just so everybody knows. And then he said, okay, who wants to take the second drink? And of course they're all teenagers. So yeah. And then he went down the line and you know, 20 people took a swig out of this bottle and it got down to the last like little bit on the bottom. And he said, okay, who, who wants to take the last bit of, of this soda? And this kid raised his hands. Like, all right, come up here. This kid walks up there and the guy's like, okay. He's like, they have done research. And the last bit of your drink in a bottle is 85 to, to 90% saliva. 
Okay. And he's like, so you will have res- residue from saliva from all the people that drank this drink before you. Yeah. Will you still drink it? And of course he's a teenager. He's like, yeah, yeah drink yeah, it. Drink. And of course this was, this was. As long as it tastes like soda. This, this was just at the end of the nineties. So it wasn't illegal. <laughs> and so the kid drank the thing and everybody's like, woo, yeah. But ever since that illustration, I have wow. not, I have not been able to drink the last bit of soda in a bottle because even though it's my own, I just can't do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. I got on a tangent there. You're I'm, weird, Greg. I, I don't even, do we have to even, <laughs> do we even have time to get to my story or do you just want to stop there? No, go for it. Okay. okay. Africa is splitting in two. Have I've you seen heard, this Have before. you heard this? Splitting off. Yeah. yeah. A portion of splitting off. A portion of Africa on the West yep. coast of Africa is splitting off from the main uh, bit. So what's happening is, is that there are three uh, tectonic plates yep. that all converge right there. And that bottom right one is heading south, uh, southwest. And then the other one is heading the opposite direction. And so well, there's the upper right, the upper right section. No, no, no. The upper right is uh, like a Saudi Arabia. They're all moving kind of. So there's there's three that converge and the the one that's at the bottom is moving down and that they're all kind of separating. Mm-hmm. So it's causing a split on the western coast of Africa. And this is actually how new oceans form. So what happens, I was <clears throat> looking at it. They have... It's called a um, a far plume. It's, so basically, this lava is pushing up on the continent. And no, you're talking about apart. Eastern Africa. I'm no, I'm at- talking about Western Africa. There's a sliver of Western Africa that's splitting off. So that the the majority of Africa on the the eastern side is all on one tectonic plate, and then it splits. Mm-hmm. It splits. Uh, on Saudi Arabia. And then there's a little portion of Western Africa that is on the tectonic plate on the bottom. And that's, what's pulling away. So what happens is it pulls away and then it fills with lava and then, uh, a new ocean is formed. And scientists say that's going to take a very long time, but who knows? So don't worry if you bought land there, you're still fine for a while. Yeah. So I just think, I thought it was interesting. Yeah, it's like Western California. Are you looking up a different one? Uh, Yeah, I'm just kind of looking it up just to. Yeah. So I. But they're saying Eastern Africa. So we'll have to. They're they're saying Eastern Africa. Yeah. On the images here. See, but that's on. But that's on a. That's on a different tectonic plate. Interesting. It's just like the what? Well, but they said here's what they're showing right here. They're showing it. This is where it's dividing right here. Yeah. That's east. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. East. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) That's what I meant. Eastern. (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Yes. My mistake. Well, it's technically re- Western Africa is just a majority of this print, Western. You know? Let's print the retraction. <laughs> Dumb Ben. I'm East. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. East Africa is splitting off. And then they said that Saudi Arabia, the, the Persian Gulf is eventually going to be closed yeah. off from the ocean. And it's wow. going to be its, its own sea. Because that tectonic plate is yeah. pushing pushing up. Oh, okay. So Ooh. it's going to shove a so, Saudi Arabia into Iran. So they're saying in time. Now, the scientists are saying millions of years. I, I don't know that. That the Lord is going to tarry that long, but they say that there will be a sixth ocean that would form there if time wow. continued. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Well, we'll be looking down on it, I guess, or yeah. something. Like Who knows? That, yeah. If that happens, okay. Uh, I'm I'm going to work this into a sermon. I think potentially Africa. Um, yeah. No. Anyway, <laughs> my next thought, but yes, Africa. I want to preach in Africa really bad again. 
so uh, it's really more of a visual illustration. So as we're talking about revival as, you know, we want it for our individual church that we're in and I want it for the churches in our, our particular city and I have other friends that are pastors and ministers and we're kind of all seeking, you know, God mm-hmm. and we want more of God. So I, I presented this illustration today in our little devotional that I'm going to kind of totally work out. But basically, Acts chapter 2, verse 17, if you're Pentecostal, it's a great little flagship Pentecostal oh, yeah. verse, if you if you will. But if, it says in the last... Not, if yeah. you're not, you should read it. <laughs> yeah. It says, in the last day, I, was, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. This is a promise from Joel back in the Old, Old Testament. Basically, this promise is coming now to fruition through Jesus Christ because Jesus died, rose again from the dead. And he's like, I'm sending the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, you know, via Pentecost. So, and, and this is in Peter's sermon, you know, mm-hmm. on the day of Pentecost, he gets up and he said, you know, in the last days, I'll pour up my spirit on all people, you know, young, yeah. uh, old men, women, you know, uh, everyone's going to experience now fully the presence of God. Yeah. I mean, we, we don't have time to dive in that theology, but basically, you know, saying, hey, everyone can have Jesus now and everyone can have uh, the power and the baptism of the Holy Spirit via yeah. Jesus Christ, etc. So, um, you know, I got in my mind, uh, basically, and you see these all over the country. This is not exclusive to us, but we have a couple water park areas. One I was at on vacation in Branson, one we have right in our area here. But you've seen these giant buckets uh, at yeah. water parks. You know, yeah, yeah, they yeah. fill it up with up. the bucket. It fills slowly, fills up. It fills up, and you stand in the the big area, and finally, when it gets there, you see it. Oh, it, oh it's tipping, it's tipping. Ah, you know, and, and then just, you get slammed with water. Destroys your four year old. Yeah, <laughs> and it's really fun. And, and so I was. Okay, I'm a water park guy, number one. I love water parks. Uh, we Over Christmas break, we went to a water park, and I told my girls, I'm like, I will. I commit until I die. Uh, and it, it's just not physically possible anymore. I will be the awkward grandpa with a <laughs> cane climbing the stairs, yeah. going down the water slide. I commit that because... I get so annoyed by parents that sit there and do nothing. Yeah. Never, like my wife, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, oh. they won't, they're not willing to get in. So, you know, I'm talking about this giant bucket and for just appease me for a moment, that bucket being the Holy Spirit is being poured out upon all yeah. people. But I said, what's interesting when you're, I'll take, for example, the one that's really close to us. It's, in Web, it's called Web City, King Jack Park. There's a big bucket there that they have. And it's kind of interesting. I said, there's various layers of people when you, when you watch it. So number one, uh, at that particular park, there's a pavilion with uh, picnic tables, etc. So you have this first group of people that they are, they're not even paying attention. They don't yeah. even care. They're not even close to it. Not even watching you know, their kids. Not even watching their kids, etc. And I was like, you know, some of us, you know, I'm preaching at you and me, you know, there's a, there's a group of people that are not even interested in what God's doing. Yeah. They could care less. They don't care about God's spirit, spirit being poured out. They're completely oblivious. They're in their own world. They're just distant. Yep. Uh, and if that's you today, come on, it's time to run to the bucket. Okay. It's Get true. to the bucket. And then Amen. let's go <laughs> kind of the next yep. layer that I see is that now you have this group of like parents or whatever they're by the fence, you know, mm. they're watching, you know, they're, they're watching, they can see it and they're watching other people experience yep. getting wet and getting the bucket, you know, but they're not willing to like change their clothes and like, you know, get in there yep. and get wet. And, you know, so there's some people I would argue as a pastor, this is kind of the whiny, whiny side of the pastor coming in. Yeah. Yep. There's some people, they come to church, they're completely fine watching yep. God move, but yep. they're never willing to yeah. get in themselves. You know, it's Amen. like, isn't that nice? Oh yeah. God just moving. Yep. Uh, look at little Johnny over there getting blasted by water. That's cute. That's yep. great. But it's like, no, you're supposed to get blasted by water too. Come yeah. on, get under the bucket, you know? And then, so now you go to this next layer, which is another interesting like people. So you got the kids, right? That they're in, yep. they're in their swimsuit. They're, 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 they're wet. Mm-hmm. They're in, they're, they're, they're even close to it. 
and they want to, but they're scared. They're scared of it. it. Yeah. So they won't get under there. Ooh, I like this illustration. They're scared. So some people, it's like, man, they want God. You know, they yep. want the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. They're wet. They're swimming, but they're like, they won't get under there. You yep. know, it's like, come on, break, break free of that yep. and and get under there. So then now you move into this this layer, which. In terms of water parks, I'm there, dude. Like, yeah, I'm the one who's like, run. Yeah, I'm run under. I'm under there. I'm ready to go. I want to get blasted. Yep. And I want to take the whole thing in. And uh, you know, I'm still like borderline. If there's too many parents around watching, I you know. But if there's not too many, I'm like, I'm pushing kids out of the way. Yep. It's like, dude, I'm here to be at the water park, okay? Oh like, yeah. And I'm bigger than you, and I take up more space than you. So get out of my way. Exactly. I want underneath the bucket. <laughs> so you know, I think that ultimately should be the heart of where we're at. Yeah. And another, another, so that's the best layer to be in. But I even had a pastor this morning. He's like, you missed one. He's like, you know, missed a layer, which I received the rebuke. He's like, the next step should be is that we then, after we get doused and just go grab the people, go grab someone else. Yes. We grab the scared person. We grab the one looking at the, you know, by the fence. We grab the one by the picnic table and we take them in there with us. Yep. Yeah. As, as. Uh, my my pastor growing up used to say Reverend Ray Peters. He said he would go and he would do his. He put both fist, hands in the fist <laughs> and he'd like alternate him up and down. He's like, you gotta get under the spout where the glory comes out. Right. That was, was a like, song, wasn't it? I think. Was I it? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know that but moment. that's one of those things that always sticks with me, and it's like goes with your illustration. It's like you gotta get under that, you know. And and you think about okay, what is what are the main things that keep you from getting under that spout? So you already, you already claim fear. Like that's, that's one of those things. And like when things get real, it is, it, it's, it's somewhat intimidating. Like why did people get afraid when, when, uh, angels appeared, you know, and different things like that. It's like the things of God. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. they're like, Whoa, too much to, to like comprehend or handle. Yeah. But then you also have the pride. The ones that are like, like, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, th- those people are making a fool of themselves and I'm not going to get up there and, you know. Yeah. So I would say pride would keep you from it, too. You know, or it's like, hey, I want to keep myself from getting getting wet. Sometimes I'm scared of what it will cost me. Yeah. You, you, you know, Bingo. like, you know what? What it, it it's you know, this you're scared of the effort and the energy yeah. that it's going to take. I don't know. I When you said said that it popped up one time I was in Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames mm-hmm. and. Uh, I had to be the devil for that that yeah. particular time, and they're like, "Oh man, you." Uh, we've heard that like whoever plays the devil always gets under attack spiritually yeah. the whole week long, and like, oh, the devil's just coming. I was like, "Wait, I don't want to be the devil yeah. because I don't." Want, don't you know, be it's a like, method. I knew there was going to be like a potential cost to that, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know if I want to make. You're that not a method. Not. You're not a method actor. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, <laughs> well, I'm, I was the yeah. devil. I didn't really get attacked that week, so yeah. maybe the devil wasn't afraid of me. Yeah, it's hard to play. It's hard to play the bad role because, like I said, our, my church up in Excelsior back about. Back in the mid 2000s, they did a Easter uh, program called uh, the Whip Hammer and Cross, mm-hmm. and and uh, the first time they picked me to be one of the Roman soldiers. Mm-hmm. And so my youngest daughter was probably about I think she's probably maybe four years old at the time or something like that, and she started bawling. It's like what? Daddy's beating up Jesus. Oh. And so I, I had to, I had to explain to her, no, Daddy didn't beat up Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I beat up David McCloskey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was not Jesus. I yeah, mean, those, he was representing. You know, like sometimes those are those are powerful yeah. illustrations that people need to see. <laughs> you know, and Rebecca did it did it one time for uh, a no price tag. She was the she was dressed in this black uh, hood and cloak, 
and she had chains around this person and she she was screaming at, at the top of her lungs and there was you know there's a few i mean it get, it cuts to your soul like oh man like this thing's real yeah you know what i mean and i've seen a couple of videos out of that asbury mm-hmm. i saw one this morning about different things that manifest themselves and it's like we need to realize that that it's just like the bible tells us we are not fighting fighting against flesh and blood right we are fighting against principalities and the and the, those things there is a spiritual realm there is an enemy the bible yep. tells you there is an enemy yeah. that is coming to steal kill and destroy you and i think i think too often we want to remain comfortable and we've had some of these situations arise and come up in in our own personal church yeah you know and, and as a move of god is moving there are people that are going to need deliverance yeah. There are people that need deliverance from, <laughs> from principalities, legions, yeah. whatever it be. And we need as the church to prepare ourselves to not be fearful and know that like, like, Hey, guess what? Yeah. Like we we've read the Bible. Guess what? It, it they spoil alerts in mm-hmm. the Bible. God wins. Yeah. Yeah. God has already won. Yeah. And we do not need to be fearful, you know? And that's like one of those things I'm, I'm doing a, uh, uh, author visit later today. And I, one of my illustrations I have is a, this octopus that's coming after. And then at the very end, the kids have to say, um, God did not give me a spirit of fear. Right. And that in the Timothy two, uh, one verse seven, I believe it is. And it's like, God did not give me a spirit of fear. Right. And, and that's, that's one of my mantras as a kid, whenever I would be afraid that there was something coming after me or whatever, my mom would, would pray that over me, you know, it's like, mm. you don't, you don't have to fear, yeah. you know? And then I would sing Carmen's, I don't want no monsters <laughs> in my house. Right. You know, all of those things Like you don't, you do not have to fear. Like you have the authority and the power in Jesus. Right. And you should not be fearful, you know? And, and it's like, People need deliverance and it's it like, it's going to happen whether or not you're ready, you're ready for it or not. And you need to prepare yourself because mm-hmm. they need it. Yeah. And we've been blind to it for too long. I think. Yeah. And I think, see my, this is my personal opinion, but I believe God wants to revive every one of us individually and as mm-hmm. a church. I think the biggest thing that stands in our way is ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's like the Bible says, draw near to God. And he'll draw near to you. Yeah. So he, God wants to, to draw near to us, but we, we got, we got to be willing to draw near to him. Yeah. It means we got to get out. We got to get our flesh out the way. Yeah. And well, so do you get that, that, that renewed, that go back to your first, you know, like going back to our first look, examine ourselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, we all have to examine ourselves. Even those who have been th- Christians for 30, 40 years. Yeah. We, we, we still need to, we got to still do a self test. Hey, am I, is my desire for God where it's supposed to be? Yeah. If it's not, I need to get back on track. Right. Yeah. And then they get that get that passion for Jesus like you have when you first got saved. Yeah, like we get saved, y'all. Like, Man, I go out there and talk to everybody. But then after yeah. five years, you're like, you know, we talk about talk about miracles as well. Is our society has gotten to a point where we are accepting of of things, right? We just accept that that person is has this ailment or has that thing, right? And, you know, we and we we make the world, you know cater to, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but what I'm saying is that we we're making it easier for them to just accept that, you know, but as Christians, like what, if it's a physical ailment, like the Bible is chock full of cripples that walked blind, that Mm -hmm. saw deaf, that heard. Right. And then the Bible tells us that you will do all of these things and more right before Jesus ascended into heaven. He said, you will do all these things and more. Okay. What is the and more? Right. 
It's like, why are, why are we accepting like, Hey, you know what, that person, you know, they, they might be in a wheelchair. They can't walk, you know, we're accepting like, Hey, we we've made our, our world very easy and accessible for them to, to get around and be accepting of that. Or even I would even argue, and this might be mental things, you know, we're accepting different mental things. It's like, Oh, now we've got medicines and things that you can, you can take. And it's like, like, I believe that the church needs to get it to a point where we say that is not acceptable. We are going to have freedom and whatever it be, whether it's a physical ailment or a mental ailment, we need to take the authority that Jesus has given us. You will see, you will do all these things and more, right? So we need to, we need to get back to the power and the authority that, that Christ gave us when he died and went to hell, grabbed the keys, right? We have that authority. We need to get back to a place where we, we take that and accept it, accept our authority. I mean, Amen. I've seen people get healed. My uncle, I've seen my uncle get healed. I mean, he had a grapefruit sized tumor in his chest. Yeah. They, the doctor's like, you know, we see, and so they prayed for him. The church prayed for him two weeks later, he was gone. Yep. And like, doctor's like, how did how this happen? You know? Yeah. You can't explain it medically. That's testimony. And we need to be talking about it. We need to be talking about the goodness of God and the things that God has done in our lives. Right. We should be talking like I talk about our, our youth kid, Freddie, all the time. His his ankle it was the size of a grapefruit. And then he got he, he got prayed for by a bunch of students at church camp and it got healed. And he had to call his mom to bring him another another his other shoe because he only brought one because he yeah. was wearing a boot. Right. It's just and I keep telling my youth kids that I was like, listen, guys, this is physical evidence of God on this earth, physical proof. This is testimony. This is the things that you are telling people like, hey, you know what? You might not believe this, but this happened and, and you need to take a second look at this. Yep. And God's awesome. I was telling the kids at Sunday school, it's like, Jesus is so awesome. It's like, you guys, once you really yep. understand, grasp how awesome Jesus is. Yep. He's so awesome. You can't keep him in. Yeah. You can't keep him to yourself. And, and the, you know, the, the problem is too, is, is we are sheep. We like, we like, have you seen the video of the, the farmer that's grabbing the sheep out of the ditch? He picks him up out of the ditch and then puts him up on land. And as the farmer's crawling out of the ditch and that, that sheep runs back and jumps back into the ditch and the farmer just like looks down, like, are you serious? It's like, (laughs) that's the way we are. We, we, we are easily forgetful. We are goldfish, like the goodness of God that's happened in our lives. We forget about it and we only focus on those negative things. Right. And I, I was reading, we've been reading in Mark in the, in the youth and it, the story of the feeding the 5,000 people is also followed by Jesus feeding 4,000 people. Mm-hmm. And also in that, in that spurt of scripture there, Jesus heals a blind man, a deaf man, you know, <clears throat> and then after Jesus feeds the 5,000 and 4,000, they're on a boat, you know, going, going across and Jesus is like, be, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. And, uh, then all of the <clears throat> disciples are like all worried about like, Oh, we're not going to have enough food. We're, we're not going to have enough food. If we can't buy the Pharisees uh, and the, and Herod's yeast to make bread, we like, we don't, we're not going to have enough as we go across and it's not going to sustain us. And, and Jesus, it says that Jesus knew what they were talking about. And he's like, are you serious? Did you like, are you, are you blind? You have eyes, you can't see, you have ears, you can't hear. It's like, I, and he, he specifically states after I fed 5,000 people, how many baskets of leftover bread did you have from five loaves and two fish? 
they're like, uh, 12. And then he's like, and then when I fed the 4,000, how many mm-hmm. baskets of extra leftover bread did you have? They're like, uh, seven. He's like, do you not see? You have a single loaf of bread and you're arguing amongst yourselves not having enough. It's like, are, do you not see that I am enough? Right? It's like we, we think too often in our carnal, physical minds, right? And, and we see it from a physical, we, 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 only, we can only comprehend physical answers, like in, like in our world, how, how we work. But God is, God is spiritual. Jesus is spiritual. Holy uh-huh. Spirit is spiritual. You know, those answers, like how did he multiply the bread? I don't know. He lifted the bread up and prayed and honored and, and lifted it up to God and, and multiplied it, Right. It's like sometimes it's the answer that you're going to get is not a a physical and it's a spiritual answer, right? Miraculous. I mean, God can create the universe. He's capable of doing anything he wants to do. Right. I mean, he created everything that makes the bread. Why couldn't he multiply it? Right. Yep. Praise God. I have nothing else to say. Yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to go. I'm just listening to your wisdom and guidance. (laughs) I didn't mean to go on a spiritual rant there. I'm sorry. Go ahead and get under that big bucket. God's ready to drop out on all his people. That's where I want to be. Wherever it's at, doesn't really matter to me. So let's keep seeking God. We are dudes talking news, sports, and God. We will talk to you next time. We're going to go eat pizza now because that's what we do after a podcast. Pizza. Subscribe. 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 Please. Smash that like button. (laughs) 